0: So that'll do it. Jazz fall 124-116 is your final. And Miami moves to 16-17 on the season. And now find themselves a half game behind the Raptors for fourth in the Eastern Conference, despite all their struggles to start the year. So they are separating themselves and moving on up the standings. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, join us now. And Tim, what did you see tonight?
1: Uh, you know what? It was uh, I, th- I thought as much, you know, some of the Jazz struggles were really caused by what the Heat did, really made the Jazz unsure. Um, they, they did a great job tonight of what nobody's been able to do, and that's kind of play both uh, drives and get out to threes. You know, we, we saw a number of times where the Jazz drove it. Um, we didn't have really anywhere to go and had to shoot a, a tough two. Um, but if you go back, you know, as we were watching it, there were there were passes to be had. But Miami was doing a good job of, of covering things up. And, you know, I think a lot of the credit has to go to them tonight. The Jazz seemed a little rattled, um, you know, and I think it's probably they, they couldn't get a stop. You know, it wasn't their They're used to getting stops and getting out in transition. They're taking out the ball out of the hoop most of the night.
0: By the way, Miami also, according to ESPN's BPI, has the easiest schedule the rest of the way.
1: I don't have any doubt. I mean, I, I was listening to you Locked On Heat today coming up, and I was – you know, that was the thought I had. These guys, they're not even close to what they're going to be. You know, they've, they've had so many games they've missed and they haven't had any continuity, but you think this is a team that's going to be, you know, going to be in the equation when it's all said and done on, in the East.
2: Ron, what are your thoughts on what tonight? Well, you you, you don't expect the Jazz to win every basketball game. but What? You, know, you like <laughs> – I want to know if it was sustainable it's not it's definitely not, but the big thing here is playing hard giving yourself a chance to win um against a very good basketball team. I thought their defensive scheme was awfully awfully good I mean you could tell that the jazz were uh thought that they had to penetrate and to to get the type of shots that they want, especially in the half court and the, the uh the heat was taking it away it made them Awfully tough to score, even though, you know they they that's, you know the Jazz did a pretty good job. But that's you looking at two very well coached basketball teams. Um, I like Miami, I really do. I like Miami. There's a lot to like. I mean, they yeah. w- rolled through the East,
0: and I still don't think we know really what they would have done in the finals last year. I mean, I think it's easy to say LA would have won, but you know Goran Dragic and Bam Bayou basically didn't play in the series, so. That eliminated any question of who's going to win in the series? They're probably still with some. The other one that's kind of worth noting, by the way, is that the home teams have begun to win again in in the league. As we go on the road now, and you mentioned a lot of road games, Ron, like one of the things that was happening earlier this year, remember, is the way teams had won more than home teams. It's now up to 53% home winning percentage, which means that for the last about three to four weeks, it's actually been well ahead of that and kind of higher than the regular average. So the, the wear and tear of either travel or the return of some fans or something of that sort has brought back some sort of home court advantage um, or official, you know, if you actually believe if you want the numbers theory, the one of the best research projects you've ever done about home court advantage was that the officials are actually impacted by fans and that that's, what happens, and maybe having fans back in the crowd as impacting officials' calls again in just the slightest way to change home court advantage. So winning on the road may get be harder and harder.
2: Yeah, as as much as we talk about practice and how much they don't get to practice, I think it's 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 obvious that, you know, teams struggle not being able to practice uh, as much as they should. And I'm just wondering if a lot of the players was not in the best shape as they should be, and maybe that has a lot to do with now starting to with things starting to turn and, and when and and when at home
3: um, good
2: point. you just you just you just never know and then the scheduling looking at our schedule uh going forward here the second half it's awfully hard to put together a schedule i think in the short period of time that, that the league has had to put together so that means some of your trips are very very long um and you know you're getting in at two or three four in the morning sometimes and and it's it just it's just hard it, it's a lot of wear and tear on players right now so
0: the one thing i'll say just by the way we never really talk about the second schedule and then i'll we'll toss it over to the guys and let them take the show the one thing i really thought was nice for the jazz on their schedule they only have two single home one game home stands. and for those of us who have traveled in the nba a one game homestand is a road game yes you, you do not and if you look at the jazz schedule i believe they play their first game back at home and then go on the road so that's not so bad and then they have one other time where they come back for one and go out. And that's about it. Other, everything else is actually extended home homestands. That, that makes a huge help. They're, they play a four-game road trip, come back, maybe play Minnesota for one, and then go back out for, like, three or four or something like that. In the middle, Tim's looking at it and can probably correct me if I'm wrong. But otherwise, um, you know, I think that's um, – That's the nice part about the schedule moving forward for the Jazz, even though they have more road games. Anyway, they lose tonight, 124-116. Jake and Tim can take it from here. Ron, how about we do it again tomorrow?
4: Why not, David? Hey, David, can I ask you one really dumb, unbasketball-related question before we let you go? Uh Uh-huh. Since we have you up here in the studio with us for the next few games, are we you you like to do theme calls sometimes based on what's going on? Are we going to get a Disney theme? I've done are we going to get Would a like? H- Hakuma Hakuna uh, Matata, Let It Go? Are we going to get Space Mountain for two? <laughs> yeah, see, I think we need a Disney night. I'm just throwing that out there.
0: I can. You want to? Oh, because we have the Disney on ice. We have ice Disney going? on
4: ice, and you're here with us. Yeah, oh, I
0: thought it was because we we're in Orlando tomorrow.
4: Well, see, you know what? Two birds, Dumble one stone. Entendra. There you go, buddy. Disney um, night tomorrow. Disney night. Disney night, so jazz, or a whole new like, what So I have to
0: do go home tonight and not go ski tomorrow, and instead watch just endless Disney movies, just
4: and binge watch Disney, buddy. Do I have
0: to do it in racist voices like most Disney? No, movies no,
4: no. And, and, and you know what? Out. You don't need to watch it either. Just put it in the in the earpiece, man. Just get the okay. the just, MP3s and go for it. No. I was just
0: wondering, like whether we had to do Sebastian or not do Sebastian. <laughs> no, on the show no, also. no. let's okay. keep it. Let's okay, keep those it. out. We'll yeah, keep okay. it
4: square. Yeah, great. Let's raise our youth. Thanks, buddy. See you. See you later. There you go. David Larkin, Ron Boone. That's <laughs> the Jazz Fall tonight, 124 to 116. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post game show are on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Fall tonight. We haven't said that much over the last couple of months, Tim. 124 to 116 to the Miami Heat, Jake Scott coach, Tim Lacombe. And uh, not the Jazz' best defensive effort tonight,
1: coach. No, they, they, you know what, more than anything, I felt like it was a nightmare where they've, they've been really good with attention to detail. And I feel like, you know, David mentioned a couple of times, you know, the number of threes, like Duncan Robinson made four of seven, you know, his feet were set, ready to shoot. And, you know, the Jazz were just a little bit late. And, and it seemed like, to me, the, the attention to detail defensively wasn't as good as it's been. I mean, hey, look, we're, we're deep into a season. They're playing a lot of games, uh, traveling out there. This is bound to have a little bit of slippage. But I think defensively that, that was – it wasn't an issue of not hustling and not trying. It was more just mental lapses on, on certain personnel.
4: And Jimmy Butler was awesome. Jimmy oh, Butler yeah. was great tonight. Look at this line. 33 points, 12 22 shooting, 9 of 11 from uh from the line, uh 10 rebounds, 8 assists. He had a steal as well and was awesome. He had a little bit of extra to him. Yep.
1: You know, playing the best team in the league. I think we that's a point we 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 make, but I think it's true. You know, the Jazz roll in now. It's not just the Jazz who's a respectable team from the West. It's the best team in the league and teams are raising their game for it and you know, Jimmy Butler had all the reason in the world to play really
4: well tonight, and it was locked in from the start, did a really good job. And this may have been, uh, you know, you talked about Conley getting snubbed uh, last game when the Jazz were taking on the Lakers. Jimmy Butler not only did not make the Eastern Conference All-Star team, but uh, found out today that DeMonte Sabonis was named as a replacement for Kevin Durant and not Jimmy Butler. So, you know, who knows if those things matter or not, but maybe add a little extra juice tonight for that reason. Yeah, for sure. It definitely does with a guy
1: like Jimmy who's Ultra competitive. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get a great effort from him, but any
4: kind of edge that he can find, he's definitely gonna use it. You and I have talked about this, and not that uh, this is the Jimmy Butler post game by any means. And we'll talk a lot of jazz, but I love Jimmy Butler. I think he's totally gotten a bad rap in this league. I think he's a, a, a great player. I like his hard nosed attitude. Uh, he's kind of a no nonsense dude. Those commercials in the bubble were great, where they talked about how Jimmy's just bouncing the ball around the whole time. I mean, the guy's he's he's all business. And I I just love it that he went from kind of a not that the Sixers were a super team per se, but he went to a from a team that's kind of star-studded and everybody thought was a contender. And he says, No, I'm gonna go to Miami and go with a young core. I'm gonna show them how I can lead. And he took a team to the finals last year. I mean, don't I am with Locke and a bunch of other people are talking about this. Don't sleep on this seat team. This is a this is a playoff team. This is a team that can do some damage in the Eastern Conference.
1: And you saw the difference that, that Dragic made tonight. You yep. know, he – He settles them down. He made a couple of big plays, big shots. I mean, he had 26 tonight. It was just his second game back. So, yeah, a big reason the Heat have sputtered is because they haven't had all their pieces. But that experience in their run last year, when they do get everything kind of clicking, I think that's what you'll see.
4: Yeah. yeah. Bam Adebayo was good tonight, too, with uh, with 19. Duncan Robinson with 15, as we talked about, four of seven from three. Miami played really well as far as the Jazz go. Donovan had 30. 11 of 26 shooting, six rebounds, three assists. He had a stretch there in the third quarter where he was really, really good and looked uh, as if he might be able to have enough in the tank to, to get the Jazz over the top, but it uh, didn't turn out to be the case in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, the, the point I made in crosstalk, and I really do believe, I think Miami had a lot to do with the Jazz frustration. Um, probably one of the best ways I can explain it simply is, as the Jazz drove it, um, obviously the, everybody's aware of the Jazz drive and kick game, Um, the the Heat did a great job of being present and and presenting themselves on the drive, but really recovering as the ball was in the air. Majerus used to say recovering on the airtime of the ball. And really as the Jazz caught it, they had a guy flying at them and did a great job of closing out. Jazz pump faked a lot of shots. You could tell they were a little bit out of rhythm. And then how many times did they drive it and really have no place to go with it and had to force some tough shots. So, shot selection was was a big issue tonight but i i don't see that as much as a jazz issue as i think you know the, the heat deserve a lot of credit with their game plan
4: seems like jazz weren't quite making that extra pass that they normally do
1: yeah and i think that's miami was disguising it you know they did a great job they, they've got length um they, they they did a good job and i think it's probably something you know again teams have success against this jazz team and you know, the imitations, is the, the greatest form of flattery. You're going to see a lot
4: of adoption of some of the things we saw in the game plan. All right. With that, we will say good night to our network stations, although not for long because our next broadcast coming your way tomorrow night. The Jazz are in Orlando. They make the short trip across the state of Florida to take on the Magic. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down as Jazz fall to the heat tonight, 124 to 116. Right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz come up short tonight to the Miami Heat, one twenty four to one sixteen. Let's get a look at your sharp stats in the game. Brought to you by the Les Olsen Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz tonight shot 42.6% from the field. 32.6% from three. They were 15 of 46. They were led by Donovan Mitchell at 30 points on 11 of 26 shooting. He had six boards, three assists. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich was 17 on 5 of 11 shooting, three of seven from three. Rudy with 15 and 12. Tonight he also had two block shots a steal and an assist. Mike Conley with 14 points and seven assists tonight. Coming in off the bench, Joe Ingles had 13, three assists, two steals and two boards. Jordan Clarkson with uh, 13 points and four assists coming in off the bench. Only two rebounds from Jordan. Remember our key stat. Didn't quite get to the four. But Jordan struggled tonight, 4 of 17 from the field, three of 12 uh, 12 from three. We haven't talked about many games where Jordan hasn't, uh, you know, maybe he hasn't had the 40 like he had against the Sixers, but he hasn't had very many rough nights. Tonight was a rough one for him.
1: Yeah, and the crazy part is a lot of the shots he took tonight he's been making. You know, um, I, I thought he made the toughest shot. It was the last one he made. But he made the toughest shot of the night he took. I'm um, kind of that, that back, um, you know, against the shot clock and pretty deep with a, a hand in his face made it three. Um, but it's part of being a, a guy who you give the green light to. Um, I did feel like tonight that Jordan had a couple of drives and – the ball got stuck in his hands. He's trying to cross people over rather than maybe just move it. Um, but I'm telling you, the way he's played, you'll take it. You know, you'll, you'll take what you've gotten so far and understand tonight was, at least right now, you know, on paper, it looked like tonight's an outlier for him.
4: The Heat shot 51.2% from the field tonight, 44 of 86. They were 14 of 30 from three, 46.7%. We talked about Jimmy Butler's 33 to win, uh, lead the way. Goran Dragic with 26 coming in off the bench. But how about Bam Adebayo? Uh, He was one, let's see here, uh, no, excuse me, three assists away from a triple-double. 19 points, 11 rebounds, and seven assists for uh, Adebayo, and he had a steal on a block, too. I thought he was really good. Uh, David had talked a lot about it during the broadcast. He struggled against Rudy in the past, but he he figured out a couple of things tonight. He was really good. Yeah, he actually
1: kind of created, you know, he stayed in the short corner or he, he would flash to the kind of the restricted area, the top of the restricted area. But Miami did a really good job of finding ways to, to keep Rudy occupied and still be able to attack. Tonight they, they had 30% of their shots come from short mid-range. And so I, I think out of bio, was one of the guys who did a good job of You know, adding another couple feet and and making Rudy come out another step and actually made those those mid-range shots. Yeah,
4: he was he was very good, and the Heat were very good tonight. Just uh, not the game I expected to see, Tim. I expected a little more defensive bite based on what we saw in the first game alone, and it just that was not the case. Uh, The combined eighty points scored in the third quarter. Yeah, you would watch this game, you know,
1: and and then you'd somebody tell you these two teams are both top ten. Uh, the jazz top five in, in Miami in the top ten in defense. And it did not play out that way. Both no. both teams had a lot of comfort, but but I felt like even though the Jazz scored, it was different for them. And Miami really won the game because they were really able to take the jazz out of the rhythm they've
4: been in for six weeks. Right. All right, let's get some post game sound rolling. Let's go back to Miami and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder.
5: Okay. We'll start with Kristen Kenny Jazz TV. Hey, coach. You haven't had a lot of close games this season. Tonight, a teaching moment against a very physical Miami team. What are some of your takeaways?
3: Well, we we just made a lot of mistakes. We had too many breakdowns. Um, you know, as far as but on both ends. You know, defensively, uh, a lot of little things that that made it harder. And those are things that you know that we needed tonight. This is one of those games we didn't shoot it as well as we want to, Um, but we just, we, we, we didn't play well, you know, again, and so overarching statement about certain things. There are a lot of things that, um, that we can do better.
6: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
7: When you guys come out of halftime and have another one of your kind of patented third quarter surges with 41 points. And then in the fourth, just 22 on like seven for 24 shooting. Was that Miami doing anything different defensively in the fourth quarter or just you guys not doing the things that you needed to, as you mentioned before?
3: I think, you know, the way that, that we want to play, we, we need everybody to be very precise in what they're doing. We need to pass the ball at the right time. Um, we need to shoot when we're open. Uh, we need to be spaced really well. Um, and I think, um, you know, our execution on the offensive end with all those all those little things, um, you know, it wasn't as good as it was. And, and Miami teams are always going to pick up their level, um, particularly when you're, you know, you start playing well, um, you know, and tonight was a situation where, you know, we just had some, you know, dribbled it too long, didn't shoot it when we should, we didn't have good spacing, uh, a lot of little things that that we have to do better. And, you know, particularly to win a game against a good team, that's playing well, um, you know, is focused and it's a tough game, competitive game, and, you know, this is one we need to be better, and, you know, obviously we weren't good enough tonight. And Anderson, kslsports.com.
7: Quinn, you've seen a few teams now the second time around. Denver got you the second game. Clippers, I know, is technically the third game, but Miami now has seen you a couple of times. H- have you seen teams adjust, and then do you get the chance to readjust? I know Miami you only see twice, but is that the difficulty?
3: Um. You know, they, I, I thought Drogic was a big difference in the game. You know, they didn't have him the last time they played, and he obviously had a – we didn't do a good job of, of defending him collectively. Um, there's always things that, that, you know, teams do that make each game a little bit different. But, um, you know, it, it's – they played better, and we didn't play as well as we did last time. I don't know that there was, you know, any really sweeping differences in the games. There were some subtle things, you know, I think – um, you know, people really being conscious of Rudy, they, they, they had a couple guys on him all night on, on the glass, but we didn't have enough other guys going to the glass, um, to take advantage of that. So, so some situations like that, that, um, you know, that can change game to game, but nothing that we haven't seen over the course of the year that, that would prohibit us from, you know, doing a better job.
7: Last question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. When they had some success at the beginning of the third and then in the 4th at kind of forcing the switch and, and trying to get Jimmy Butler on bogey and then driving, maybe getting to the rim for some fouls. Uh, how did you felt you defended those situations or do you think there were things that you could have done differently or better?
3: Yeah, I, you know, it's, we, we, we eventually did something, you know, different on, on that situation. And, you know, there's always a decision there that I, I didn't think we executed what we were doing well. Um, you know, and, and, you know, he's, he's obviously a really good player in those situations and he can jump over the top of you, but, um, you know, we weren't in situation. we made mistakes, um, where we let Dragic get left. Um, we got rejected by Jimmy Butler doing one of those situations. So, um, I thought we were better, um, you know, as, as when we did adjust, but I think that, you know, what we were doing prior to that, um, we need to do better, um, you know, it's a little bit of both those situations. And, you know, a lot of that's Jimmy Butler, but um, whatever coverage we're in, and we were in a couple of them tonight in those situations, there has to be, we have to have better execution no matter what we're doing.
4: All right, that's it. Thank you, Coach. There you go, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. I thought that was a really important thing he was sitting on there at the end. You know, give Miami a lot of credit, but the Jazz weren't really executing what they normally do either. No, they they did get away
1: uh, from from what they do. I think, you know, he touched on spacing, which is is always something that needs to be really good for this Jazz team to excel. Um, He talked about, you know, uh, just the awareness and execution of the game plan, you know, detail. We talked about detail. Um, All the stuff that really the Jazz have not had a whole lot of issues with. Uh, So I I really do believe when Quinn watches the tape, too, I mean, you really appreciate the effort that that the Heat gave uh, because they – they were really, I thought they were really sharp. They played really hard, um, and I thought their plan was really good. And they just, uh, at the end of the day, they executed it better than Utah did.
4: Yeah, they did. And it, it just, I, mean, I know I brought this up before, it's just strange that this was such a different game uh, than the the first game these two teams played. And and maybe it is, you, you know, Jimmy Butler being a little more focused, but maybe it is a guy like Dragic uh, coming back into this lineup. We saw how important he was to this uh, Heat team during the playoff run. And he was great tonight. Nine of fifteen, twenty-six points, three of four from three, a couple of assists, three rebounds, and um, you know he's been so good for so long. But maybe he's that veteran pre- presence that they need, and I certainly like his role coming in off the bench. Oh, for sure.
1: You know Nunn's been great for them. He's been a really good player, but yeah. by himself, you know he, he, that's what they had here. Just not not the same thing as the as the ability to have a veteran come in and then have Nunn's energy
4: and and. You know, toughness. No doubt. All right, uh, 124 to 116 is your final. We'll get you more player sound coming up right around the corner. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. or straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz fall to the heat tonight, 124-116. to 116, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Let's get your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do. Live tonight, the Jazz outscored the heat in the paint, 48 to 44 and it felt like the jazz tried to get a lot going into the paint um you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier maybe missed some of that extra pass to get it back out on the perimeter but it, it seemed like donovan clarkson uh really had the and conley too uh, really kind of had a nose to get the ball in into the paint break the paint so to speak
1: and i felt like that was one way especially early in a possession you could score against this team you know talked about uh jazz didn't really struggle to score they just didn't score the way they typically score and I think, like you say, the the way the Heat played those kickouts just made them more difficult. So the Jazz did finish more um, in the paint. So we haven't won many nights in the paint. So we'll take that tonight. Yeah. That's a dub.
4: Well, let's let's do the rebounding real quick too, because this was a surprise. We th- expected the Jazz to have the re- uh, rebounding edge. Miami, one of the worst rebounding teams in the league, Jazz, one of the best, and uh, Miami crunched them on the boards, 50 to 36. And both teams had, uh, or let's see here, Miami had 11 offensive rebounds. The Jazz had nine. But I, I, uh, I'm I, just surprised uh, that it was that lopsided.
1: Yeah, I th- Quinn's comment, too, was interesting. He talked about, you know, they were sending a couple guys to Rudy on the glass and realized that he is the master of the glass most nights for the Jazz. And so when the ball would go up, they would send almost uh, a guy and a half, two guys to him. And the Jazz you know, Quinn talked about other guys needing to go and rebound, and they they just missed those opportunities.
4: Speaking of the Master of the Glass, let's get to it. Brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And, of course, Rudy Gobert is your Master of the Glass uh, as he is uh, has been almost every game this year except for two. Actually, two and a half because Royce tied once. Uh, Royce has once. Donovan did last game. But Rudy tonight, 12 rebounds to go along with his 15 points on four of seven shooting. But, yeah, i surprised that Jazz got beat so badly on the boards.
1: Yeah, that is a surprise. And that's not a number, you know, looking at, watching the game, I wouldn't have felt they got beat that bad on the glass. So uh, that was one of our keys. That was one of the three things we talked about. It's one of things that the Jazz actually this year have been great at. So um, definitely some place that they, you know, you can see where uh, maybe got out hustled and out, out played
4: tonight a little bit. All right, let's keep the post game sound train rolling. Let's go back to Miami. Mike Conley is addressing the media.
5: We'll start with Ryan Miller,
4: KSL. Hey, Mike. Um, not a lot of crunch time minutes for you guys this year. What did you kind of learn about yourselves over the last five minutes of that game?
8: Yeah, um. You know I thought that tonight we 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 ran up on a team that just really out out executed us down the stretch they made plays when it mattered most um, we got kind of loose with the ball and and key possessions uh, a couple of turnovers here and there but um outside of that, I think we just needed to to you know be be more mindful of the details in those in those final few minutes and um, try to execute a little bit better.
9: Sarah Todd does oh. news.
7: Mike, kind of in those crunch time minutes, uh, is there anything that you can point to that maybe unsettles a team and leads to you making more mistakes? Or is it just purely about focusing?
8: Well, there's a number of things. You know, tonight I thought it was our spacing um in in certain situations offensively. Um, you know, we we had guys, you know, driving into you know crowded lanes and 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 you know, they were they were making great plays on the ball and tipping balls out and taking charges and things like that. And we just have to be, um, you know, better space, you know, better, stronger with the ball uh, in those situations. And defensively, um, just continue to communicate. You know, they kind of milked a few plays down the stretch and uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, and Dragic got going a little bit. So, um, you know, we
7: just need to be better communicating on the defensive end.
5: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
7: Mike, you you and Quinn both mentioned kind of, the fact that little details went wrong, whether it was the spacing or, um, you know, the, the breakdowns in certain, in certain situations that need to be more precise, what kind of leads to that? Was, was Miami doing anything differently defensively that kind of forced you guys into that? Or is that just kind of a lack of lack of attention to details?
8: You know, um, you know, we knew Miami was going to come out the way they did defensively. They switched a lot of a lot of our actions and um, and teams have done that throughout the year and and we've adjusted and we've made plays around it. So um, you give them credit, but we also have you know a huge amount of control um, to be able to dictate dictate those situations. And tonight, um, you know whether it was us not running to the corner or just sacrificing for each other, getting to space, uh, we weren't able to to create lanes for guys to drive and uh, make those extra plays and extra passes and. Um, kind of got us off, you know, out of our rhythm rhythm.
5: Chris and Kenny, just TV. Mike tomorrow, uh, we're going to see two of the top bench scorers, JC and, and Terrence Ross. Um, speaking on JC, what have you seen in terms of his ability to come in and hit the floor running? It doesn't seem like it takes him long at all to warm up.
8: Uh, man, he's a guy that's, that's, you know, ready from the time he, he steps on court. He's you know his mindset is what sets him apart. I think from a lot of guys, he's he's already thinking, you know, and and his killer instinct and and you know and and you know it's like a microwave in a sense. Like he just he's ready to cook as soon as he gets in the game, and that's a testament to his ability, um, his preparation. You know, before games to be able to do that, be able to sit the first seven eight minutes and then come into a game and and affect the game the way he does.
6: That's it. Thank you, Mike. All
4: right, that was uh, Mike Conley. And uh, Mike tonight got off to a bit of a slow start, but did have a nice game. Uh, he was 6 of 15, 2 of 7 from 3. He had 14.7 assists, uh, a couple of steals, and had a very similar uh, post-game media availability to Coach Snyder talking about the little things. And uh, spacing, once again, rears its uh, its head. And and you saw it. I mean, if you if you think back to, to watching this game, I mean, how many crowded lanes did, did Jazz players drive into? Yep,
1: yeah, and took it one dribble too far. Um, you know, the, the Heat disguised help did a really good job on the strong side. So the easy passes did a good job of being in passing lanes. And, you know, the jazz had a hard time identifying that sometimes it was the throwback that was open, not, not necessarily the next easy one to advance. So um, again, credit Miami for their, their play. Uh, Obviously chalk went up uh, for the jazz that they got to do a better job of, of paying attention to detail. Detail is, is a big reason why the jazz have been successful, and, um, you know, there's always lessons to be learned from wins and losses.
4: Right. And, and we're going to hear from Donovan here in a few minutes. But that's, I mean, that was the theme of Donovan's postgame comments after the Clipper game. That, you know, sometimes these things are, are good for a refocus. I mean, you heard Mike talk about, uh, Mike Conley talk about how they, they've handled the switching defense pretty well this year. And they've adjusted and they didn't adjust tonight. And so things like that, I would guess that games like tonight cast a little light on and, and maybe a little refocus.
1: And I still do believe that this team is, they're they are just not going to be at their best when they're taking the ball out of the net. You know, their defense has to fuel a lot of the energy and emotion. And they were just a, t- a tad bit flat tonight defensively. Um, you know, Miami did a great job of attacking mismatches. And, you know, we talked about that's going to be a struggle, you know, spe- especially in the playoffs, possession by possession, and guarding isolations and, and guys in space, multiple wing defenders, as Locke would say. Um, so all this stuff you can, you've got archives now, you've got stuff you can plan and, and work on and get better. The bottom line, you're not going to win every single game. And we talked tonight that these four you know, are going to present a unique issue, each yep. one of them.
4: And Orlando is is going to per, present a challenge on the second night of a Back back-to-back. And, and, again, these, these – um, your records might not jump out at you, but there's still NBA teams that can are capable of playing very well. And, I, you know, about this Heat team, I, I've said this for years, and, and maybe people out there disagree with it, but always beware of the underachieving team. The team that you look at their record and you go, boy, I, I would have thought that they were better than that because they could start achieving at any moment.
1: Yeah, well, and the only thing, I, d- I brought it up in the in the pregame because you're sitting there watching, and obviously the the overwhelming data is this team has not had or been at full strength very much, um, they've they've missed pieces, um, and and then pieces haven't played great. I mean, they they were missing hero tonight, you know he didn't even play tonight, and so you add him in there with the with Dragic and right. I mean it's the team we watched storm to the finals last year, yeah. so uh, yeah, they're they're a really good team and a, a good coach team.
4: Watch oh, out, very, very they're going to come ready to play every single night.
1: Yeah, always have a great plan, and you know like Quinn's teams, the majority of the time
4: they're going to execute it. Yep. All right. Let's go back to Miami. Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media.
6: We'll start with Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey,
3: Donovan. Um, You guys haven't played a lot of these close games. Is it good to get some crunch time reps?
9: Uh, Yeah. You know, I think it definitely, we saw a lot of things we can fix and adjust. Um, You know, I think that's all about, all about you know we're, we're, sorry it's what we're all about you know trying to find ways to get better and games like this definitely help you know we're not always going to be up eight ten in the final two minutes so I think tonight you know was was a good test for us you know you kind of saw it in the Charlotte game you know we're down 11 going into the, to the third or the fourth I mean the fourth and then we come back and, you know going a crazy run you know and then you come in tonight where things don't go our way you know the Clipper game's kind of the same way so I think these are just learning opportunities, but, you know, you want to win, you know, through the loss, through the learning opportunities. But um, I think there are a lot of things you can pick from this. And, you know, it's um, it's tough to see that when you lose a tight game like this, that there's good things that come from this as far as development. But, um, yeah, I think there's definitely things you can pick away and, and take away from this game.
5: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
7: Don, you guys went on a big run in the third quarter, putting in – 41 points, and then uh, in the fourth, I think he scored only 22. I was just wondering, does that come down to something Miami was doing differently, or is that just kind of execution issues from you guys down the stretch? A little bit of both. Um, I think spacing was an issue, you know, for us tonight. You know,
9: um, I think that's something that we can definitely, like I said, improve on, you know, understand that we got to get to our spots, get to our spacing um, throughout the the entirety of the game, and then, um, you know, they did a good job. They, they, they're a team that, you know, fights to adversity They're a team that, you know, they, they have this saying that's you know called the, the heat DNA. Like that's who they are. They, they fight through to the end and, you know, they made, they made different coverages. They played zone, they hedged, they blitz, they, they switched, like they, they did everything, you know, and we, I think we, we recognized it, but I think that at the end of the day, spacing, I think changes, uh, alter some of the things that we got to get going on. And I think that was a, that was a big thing on offense, you know, just trying to find ways guys, you know, not necessarily a selfish way, but just kind of standing next, instead of the break, get to the corner, you know, myself, you know, getting into the paint and looking or guys looking for me and vice versa, just trying to find ways to get each other better, better looks and better shots. And that's not just in the fourth quarter either. I would say that's pretty much about the entire game. Um, But you know, they, they adjusted as well, you know, so I gotta give them credit too. Andy Larson, Salt Lake
7: Tribune. Donovan,
9: what makes Jimmy Butler so good at drawing fouls? He's an artist at it. You know, you look at, you know, I I kind of put him in the the James Harden category as far as, you know, you kind of go into it, you know, uh, you go into your summers studying film on how guys get it. You go into like those two guys that if you were to watch, How to draw fouls, you know, from a guard standpoint, those are two guys. I think he's just a guy that understands where the contact is, understand where the ref's going to be, understanding all the little things. And I think that's that's what makes him, you know, unique at that. Um, You know, he doesn't take many threes, you know, but he still had 28, 10 and eight tonight, you know, but still like he impacts the game in other ways, but also finds ways, the clever ways to get to the free throw line. Knows... Foul count knows who has what fouls, know who he can try and attack. And, and, and that's not just with us. That's just with, you know, his, since he's been in the league, you know, and I've I definitely watched that and seen it, but he's just, he's uh, he's an artist at it. And he's, he's good at it, you know, and I think that, you know, just understanding, you know, where, you know, the mismatches are as far as, you know, who can slide their feet, you know, who can't slide their feet. And I, I mean, this is about the entire league. I've been watching it and it's funny you ask. I've been watching him especially because uh, I try and do the same, you know, myself and trying to find a way to attack seams and stuff. And he does a really good job. Of it.
5: Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Don, are there any challenges this time of the year, you know, on the road, right before the break, maybe mental challenges, physical challenges?
9: Nah, I, I, I not, not unless we want to, you know, not for the sort of team we want to be. You know, I think, um, I don't think guys, you know, are, are fatigued mentally. I think, you know, at the end of the day, we got three games, three, three, four games left you know, I think it's, it's a tough season for everybody, I think, but if we want to be that team, that we want to be, there's no, you know, there'll be, there'll be, you know, mental fatigue, but it's how we, you know, fight through it and push to it. You know, you can't have it affect our play and I don't think it has, and I don't think it will, but um, I think that's just something that, you know, we can't chalk it up to, Oh, we're almost there, you know, to the break. Um, but I think that's something that, you know, we've really shown a fight and heart and we'll continue to, uh, but I don't think there is. And if there is, I think we're good doing a good job of, fighting through it.
6: Naira Campbell, utahjust.com. What do you think was the key difference tonight playing the Heat uh, versus earlier in the month?
9: Um, Like I said, spacing was huge. I think it goes to our running. You know, I think we, we, I mean, it's tough when they make shots, but, you know, continuing to run, continuing to space and, you know, they're a team that switches up the coverages, you know, every second, you know, every every situation, you know, and they did, I think they did a, a better job at adjusting than we did. You know, I think that's something that, you know, they took away from the first game um obviously it's tough when you know we're not making many shots uh in the fourth but I think for for us you know or for them I should say they they did a really good job of you know whether like I said it was hedge or they would change it in black or, or switch I mean um switch in a certain situation or you know they would help off but you know there's certain times where you know you're driving you know like Royce will drive and I'm standing right there next to him as opposed to getting into the corner so he has a lane or vice versa or you know, I'm driving. Rudy standing there, or I should hit Rudy on the pass, or little things like that. That we did in the first game that we didn't execute uh, late game.
4: All right, that's it. Thank you, Donovan. There you go, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, one thing I love about Donovan's post game comments, he really does do a nice job of illustrating exactly, I mean, reality. And talked about Miami making better adjustments from the last game coming into this game. He, he's not um, uh, afraid to talk about that sort of thing, and I think that's part of what makes Donovan really good. Is he's He's really good at self-reflection, and and that goes for the team as well. And then, uh, I, if they were playing to uh, Miami again tomorrow night, I'm sure we'd see a pretty big adjustment from this Jazz team. The other part of Donovan it's, it's like, um, you
1: know, he, he reports the facts as though a camera was. I mean, that's the kind of yeah. detail, but he doesn't allow emotion to get in there, right? He's he he kind of calls it exactly like it is. And I thought like that's every single guy talking about detail, talking about execution, talking about spacing. Um, so. Certainly, something that you know at, at a higher level, this team's trying to get better at. And tonight, they there was definitely
4: some slippage on the offensive end in those uh, in those three areas. I like it too when Donovan. I mean, Donovan himself was not perfect tonight. You wouldn't think that. The uh, listening to his postgame comments, he's he's just uh, he's a smart guy and and he's very articulate. And I like it that he's honest in in, in losses. He'll come out and talk about it. And you know, he had the, that bad uh, series where he. Uh, Took a bad shot, got the ball back, and threw the no look uh, to Bogdanovich out of bounds kind of in the last minute. And that was kind of the last gasp for this Jazz team. And, you know, Donovan's not perfect. He's the best offensive player on this team, and he's probably the leader of this team. But sometimes it just doesn't go your way, even for Donovan Mitchell.
1: Yeah, and it's a, you know, it's, 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 that's why it's a game. That's why they they start that thing at zero every night. Um, You have to earn, you know, the numbers that you get, uh, both as a team and individually and it has to be an every night thing and in human nature is that you know there's going to be tough nights and and definitely tonight you know if these are the tough nights cuz the jazz were right here and you know 2 yeah. minutes to go they're right in the game um so these are the tough nights you realize that we've got a um you know tough nights last year were a lot of big time losses lo- large deficit losses so uh, that that's definitely something you can uh, you can see the growth this year
4: Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 124 to 116 is your final jazz fall to the Miami Heat tonight. We'll get you more sound from Miami. Coming up next, you're on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight to the Miami Heat, one twenty four to one sixteen. They fall to twenty six and seven on this season. Can you believe it? We're almost at the midpoint of the season. Granted, a little bit shorter uh, than it normally is, but uh, we're talking about a seven loss team. That's pretty mind boggling.
1: Yeah, and that's why you know tonight we're kind of looking at each other like, what do we? What do we do when they lose?
4: Like, what are we supposed to do for an what hour? What do you talk about when, <laughs> when they lose them? You used to talking about these 10-0 runs and these, uh, you Jordan know, Clarkson getting four rebounds, you know, <laughs> stats. Barrage of threes.
1: Record break, breaking uh, uh, records.
4: Not tonight. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Let's get to your three-point feature. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz were 15 of 46 from three, Uh, 32.6% for the night. Let's see here. They were led by Joe Ingles, who was three of five. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was three for 12. Donovan Mitchell, two of nine. Mike Conley, two of seven. Bogdanovich, three of seven. Royce O'Neal, two of six. Just not the night that uh, threes were falling. I actually thought – you know, uh, they, they got some open looks. I mean, not all their threes were great shots, but I thought they got some open threes. Some of them just didn't go down.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't mind. The majority of the shot selection was was decent. It was just, I, I think Quinn talked about it. You know, the ball sticking a little bit. He's really big on that really quick decision, drive it, shoot it, pass it. And it seemed like tonight the ball just it stayed with the guy a little bit too long. The defense was able to set and really no advantage was ever created. Yeah, right.
4: All right, let's get back to Miami. Let's get some more player sound going for you. Let's uh hear from Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, we'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
7: Hey, JC, obviously a tough shooting night for you. Uh Is that more from something that Miami was doing in how they were guarding you guys, or is it just kind of one of those nights? No, I just missed shots Uh that we had. Uh, Great
6: looks, especially myself. Uh, Just didn't make them. Just one of those nights.
5: Kristen Kenny, Joss TV. So Mike describes you as the microwave. You're ready to cook as soon as you get on the floor. For you, what's the hardest part coming off the bench, making sure that you hit the ground running?
6: Uh, Just staying warm, getting loose. Uh, Just so when I'm in there, I'm, I'm ready to go like uh, one of the guys that started the game, um, like I've already been in the game. So um, that's just the biggest thing for me. It's good. I'm able to see what teams are doing in terms of coverages-wise and how they're playing, um, see how the flow of the game is going. Uh, so it helps me a lot coming off that bench and uh, doing that. But the uh, toughest thing for me is just trying to stay loose and uh, ready to come in so I can impact the game immediately.
5: Is there a routine you have to, to help with that?
6: Uh, I mean, just stretching. I do a yeah, couple right. jogs and stuff um, on the side. I get on the bike. Uh, that's about it, though. Kyle
5: Campbell, UtahJazz.com.
6: Hey, Jordan. What do you think was the key difference tonight versus the Heat versus when you played them a few weeks ago? Uh, uh To be honest with you, they just played better than us tonight. Uh, we made adjustments um, in the first half. You know, we made a, uh, a few mistakes that uh, cost us towards the end. Uh, we still had a chance to win this game. Uh, you know, just, you know, hats off to them. Uh, you know, they played well tonight, and, you know, we didn't play our best. And that's just what it is. Follow-up from Eric Walden.
7: Jordan, Miami wound up shooting almost 60% from the field after halftime. Is that obviously, they were hitting a lot of tough shots, but... Do you feel like there was anything you guys could have done better defensively to slow them down? Uh,
6: yeah, just a few mistakes uh, that we had, a few lags uh, where we fell asleep. Uh, you know, gave up some open shots here and there, but you know they made shots. You know, they they played well tonight, and you know that's what all it is at the end of the day. And we still had a chance to win. Uh, you know, we didn't play our best tonight either. So, um, like I said, they just played great and uh, made shots. And, you know, we figured out, you know, we made adjustments. We were still in the game. We had a chance to win. We had a position to do that. So, uh, they just beat us.
9: Sarah Todd, Desert News.
7: Jordan, the All-Star game is obviously, I mean, for a coach, it's like, a relaxed not very serious environment. Can you imagine Quinn being relaxed and not serious on the sideline?
6: Uh <laughs> uh no, nah, not really. Probably going to have uh Brian uh getting back in transition defense. Uh those guys playing hard, crashing the glass, uh doing all that. But no, nah, I just hope he has a good time, uh, enjoys that moment. Um, I'm happy for him. Congrats to both of our all-stars as well. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be there making them feel comfortable. Hopefully he don't run too many plays for, uh, Don and Rudy, uh, while we're in there giving them uh, some insight.
5: All right. That's it. Thank you, Jordan.
4: There you go. Jordan Clarkson and, uh, not one of Jordan's better games tonight. Certainly, uh, struggled shooting the basketball uh, he was 4-17, 3-of-12 from three. He had 13 points, four assists, a couple of rebounds. Interesting to hear him describe some defensive lacks tonight. He actually said, we fell asleep out there a couple of times. But, yeah, I mean, they they did have a couple of defensive uh, lags, and in Miami hit some tough shots. But, you know, give a guy like Jimmy Butler credit who who went out there and took it to the Jazz. He made some – I mean, he makes a lot of long mid-range twos that have – there's a hand in his face, and he just makes it. Yeah, they They really did
1: exploit – um that that was their game plan they really went after the jazz in mid-range and you know typically that's that's not an area that uh can totally kill you especially the way the jazz have been shooting the three um but tonight they just didn't make as many shots and uh totally agree with the one statement jordan made there he said they beat us yeah and i i totally 100 percent concur with that
4: yeah they and and miami played really well they did um Again, Jimmy Butler's line, if we you're just joining us, 33 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Bam's line tonight, 19 points, 11 boards, 7 assists. And Goran Dragic had 26 coming in off the bench. I mean, if those three go for 33, 26, and 19, they're going to win a lot more than they lose.
1: Oh, yeah. And then Hero being in in when he's healthy, just another. Uh, that's why they're good. That's why they, yeah. they made the run last year. They have multiple weapons and, and ways to hurt you.
4: All right, let's go back to Miami. Let's now hear from Rudy Gobert. We will get
5: started with Andy Larson's Salt Lake Tribune.
7: Sorry. Hey, I'm um, just wondering kind of what you guys' thoughts were after the game defensively on what you could have done better to kind of handle the the heat scoring in, in the half court as much as they did.
10: Um, I think we have too many breakdowns, you know, uh, whether it's a, uh, in the first half, it was more a little over-helping. Uh, on the sh- and I uh, give them wide-open threes. In the uh, second half, I think they they try to attack, uh, you know, target some of our guys with the small, small pick-and-rolls. And uh, it took us too, too long to to figure it out every time. They were able to score like three, four times in a row uh, until we figured it out, whether it was Jimmy or, or after Dragic. So you know, it's just uh, it's just on us, you know, to uh, I would say start the game with um, um, a little more urgency. You know, start the game like we that like we want to be the best defensive team in the league, and um, and we'll be fine. You know, I think it was a great test for us. You know, they played really hard uh, and they played really well. You know, they, they also made a lot of contested tough twos. Um, they got some calls too, you know, they went to the line a lot. Uh, just a good test for us
5: overall. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
7: Hey Rudy, so you guys score 41 in the third, but then only 22 in the fourth. Um, Quinn, Don, Mike, we're all talking about how kind of spacing was an issue tonight. How, how is that? What went wrong there? And I guess how is that something that uh, you fix going forward?
10: I mean, once again, you know, I think you, you gotta give them credit. You know, they played, they played really hard. Uh, they were really physical. You know, uh, all guys were getting in there. They, you know, they were getting, you know, uh, like guys were getting physical I and mean, we couldn't get to the line. We couldn't. Uh, we got a few open shots. You know, we overall, they just, I think they just, you know, they just did a great job defensively in the fourth, and it's on us. You know, to uh, find ways to attack that that can that, those kind of defense uh, better, and uh, also to find a way to score more in transition. Because I don't think we, I don't think we did a lot. Uh, maybe because we didn't get a lot of stops, but uh, I think we had to do better. Try to push the ball and uh, and attack in transition and put more pressure on the other team.
6: All right, that's it. Thank you,
4: Rudy. There you go, Rudy Gobert uh, right there. And Rudy tonight, 15 points, 12 boards. He had a couple of blocks of steal and assist. But I, I thought that last part of what he was saying right there, Tim, was uh, was a, a good point, something you've hit on all year long. Um, just, let's see, uh, six fast break points and only 13 points off 15 Miami tourno- turnovers. Rudy said, quote, it's on us to find ways to score in transition. I don't think we did that a lot, maybe because we weren't getting any stops.
1: Yeah, that was the, to me, that was the the, the whole, you know, I just watched the recap. You can watch the games in like 10 minutes while we're sitting here. And that that to me, they, they just did not get enough opportunity uh, early in shot clocks transition to, to get their offense going. Yep.
4: All right, let's get to some stat nuggets from our good friend Tyson Ewing. He do does we still do these when we lose. Yes, okay. yes, it I still couldn't remember. Tyson does stats for the TV broadcast, at t Sportsnet. You can follow him on Twitter at tyewing2 at t y e w i n g two, and he usually sends us a bunch of stuff for the post game. And today is no different. You ready? Ready. All right, Utah was out rebounded by double figures for just the third time this season. They are 0 and three. When it happens, they were out rebounded for just the ninth time this season. They're four and five when they're out rebounded. It's a big stat,
1: and especially for this team, it's a big one. I, I mean, you said, Jake, that the, the rebounding of this team has been one of the bigger surprises, right? Right. And that it's got to continue. That, that's
4: that's reason they've been really good. And I'm surprised they got crunched on the boards oh, yeah, tonight. Crushed. Yeah, that that was certainly. I didn't see that coming. Uh, let's see, Over the, the, the Jazz went a little cold down the stretch. Over the last eight minutes, the Jazz were 3 of 16 for just 19%. Meanwhile, the Heat were 6 of 13, 46%, and the Heat outscored the Jazz 21 to 13 in that stretch. And you know what drives you crazy right there is, you know, for the most part,
1: um, Jazz got, you know, you think back, and it, they got good looks just to knock them down. Yeah. Execution wasn't great, and, and Miami was really, really good closing the game.
4: All right, Donovan Mitchell scored 30-plus 30, uh, 30 points for the 52nd time in his career. Surprisingly, the Jazz are only 30-22 and 22 when he scores 30-plus. Note to self. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so th- this is getting a little geeky, but I think it demonstrates the kind of game uh, uh, Miami had. They had a bunch of great stretches, okay? In the first quarter, they scored on six of their first seven possessions. Midway through the second quarter, they scored on five consecutive possessions. They scored on eight straight possession towards the beginning of the third quarter. Then later in the quarter, they scored on five of six possessions. Then they started the fourth uh, quarter scoring on seven of ten possessions. So a bunch of little mini runs where the Jazz couldn't get stops. Yeah, and I'm looking at one right now. Um,
1: Jordan Clarkson made that crazy three, you know, with hand in his face, 24 feet, tied the game at 103 with 8.20 to go. Um, and from there, you know, the from 103 all ended up being 114-107 in about a two-minute stretch. So that was one of the big runs right
4: there. All right, uh, here's one for Rudy. This is Rudy's third time of his career going 100% from the free throw line with seven-plus attempts. The last time he did it was on March 11, 2018 against New Orleans where he was 9 for 9 I think it's going to be important for him to make free throws for this team to be good. Seemed to remember somebody making a big deal out of that a little while ago. I mean, when the playoffs Someone not you. yeah. Another another co-host? Hey, Rudy, you know what? Rudy, uh, years back, decided that he was going to become a decent free throw shooter so you can leave him on the floor. And I think he accomplished that a while ago. Yeah,
1: and it's just nice. Like, we saw some tough nights, but, you know, everything's going to – he works on it. It's something he – and he, the more free throws he gets during a year, the more comfortable he's going to be.
4: All right, uh, this one not so good. Jordan, This is Jordan Clarkson's worst shooting game of his career with at least 15 field goal attempts. He was 4 of 17 for 23.5%. And you know what's crazy? That might be good news because we haven't seen it,
1: and you don't see it very much with him. Um, he's got a short memory. you got to have a short memory if you're a shooter. And this one will be like, uh, what's the movie? Where they flash the Men in Black? Men in Black, you're just gonna flash just the gonna little forget all about it cube and yeah, this night is over and you're on to the next one.
4: Here's a positive one for him. Uh, this was his 59th straight game with at least one three point made, uh, three pointer made. It's ranked 23rd in NBA history and third longest active NBA streak behind Steph Curry with 95 and uh, Fred VanVleet with uh, 66. Good company. I like those two guys a lot. And uh, here's one. Jordan finished with four assists tonight. That ends an 11-game win streak when Jordan has three plus assists. The Jazz are now 17 and four when he has three or more. Now we got to chart that too. Garbage. Get to work, there, Tim. Get to work, Coach. There's too many
1: like factors. I gotta Yeah, I gotta get a grid.
4: This is kind of a weird one. Uh, Tyson says this is just the fourth time since uh, November 11th, 2019, that George Niang didn't attempt a single field goal. The Jazz are one and three in those games. Jordan was actually, or uh, Jordan George was actually open for a couple of those, and they just didn't make that extra pass. Yeah, it was. You know, I, I'd have to. In watching it too,
1: it really looks pretty noticeable on TV that you know you drive that ball, there's a lane, make that pass,
4: and that's where they just held the ball a second too too long tonight. All right, and our last one from Tyson. This one has to do with the Heat. Uh, this was Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic's season high in points. Jimmy with 33 and Dragic with 26. And I don't like
1: I don't like that because that's actually been something the Jazz have been pretty good at. And you take the the top guys on the scouting report and kind of make them a non-factor. We've seen it a few times. You know the Kyrie Irving going crazy, um, but for the most part they've done a pretty good job. Jokic going nuts. Um, yeah. But as long as it's few and far between, we can
4: we'll deal with it. Tough one for the Jazz tonight. They fall to the Miami Heat, 124 to 116. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we look forward to tomorrow against the Orlando Magic. It's all straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Ingles with a left hand, finds Rudy on the roll, hard to the rim, Adebayo knocks it away. Miang picks it up, shot clock's at 10. Clarkson comes to get it. Clarkson trying to get free. He has Adebayo on a switch, who's a good defender. He's stopped him twice already tonight. Clarkson with a tough contested, step back three, swish. Jordan hasn't got a good look all night. And he just tied it at 103.
4: There you go, David Locke, our friend David, who was up here tonight. He and Ron were up here in the studio with us. Kind of fun. I didn't uh, get to get Ron's autograph. I got to remember to do that tomorrow. Tomorrow, buddy. Tomorrow. Disney on Eye is still here for
1: like another month. Maybe I could buy one of those Disney, like some some of the swag they sell and have him
4: sign my there you go. lightsaber. i like it. Uh, Play the game brought to you by our friends at the Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. At LHMAuto.com, driven by you. Jazz Fall Tonight to the Heat. One twenty-four to one sixteen. Post game brought to you by our friends, Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. If you're just joining us, Jazz came up a little bit short, but Donovan Mitchell had thirty points on eleven of twenty-six shooting. Uh, Bogdanovich was seventeen, Rudy with fifteen and twelve, uh, Mike Conley with fourteen and seven assists, had a couple of steals as well. Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson both had thirteen apiece coming in off the bench. Jimmy Butler for the Heat was great, thirty-three points, ten boards, eight assists tonight. Uh, Bam Adebayo was uh, night, had 19 points. Goran Dragic with 26 coming in off the bench. Duncan Robinson with 15, and Kendrick Nunn uh, with 12. And uh, this Miami Heat team, we've been saying it all post game. This, this is a good team. I mean, just running down through the stats, you know, they've got a bunch of impact players. Maybe it was a bit of a surprise they made a run to uh, to the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble last year, but maybe it shouldn't have been. You know what? You know what it reminds
1: me of is they they kind of got on this. Uh, you know, like the Jazz have been this year. They got on that roll at the right time. And, you know, they really did it as a team. I mean, Butler is a, you know, he's a star, no doubt. But they did it as a team. You know, Robinson and Hero and Bam were huge. And like we mentioned, Jay Crowder was a great piece and Dragic. So, um, you know, they they actually have struggled this year. A lot of it's been chemistry, um, getting everybody together and playing at the same time. But I everything being told, I would say that's probably as good, you know, as Miami's played all year long. The jazz took a great shot from and leave with a loss. But I think some things that really remind them why they've had the long streak and be able to focus on those details and and try to execute better tomorrow.
4: You know, we're in the West and we don't cover the heat, obviously, or see them play as much, but I, I wondered, and and I always brought this up talking about the Lakers and LeBron, if, Finishing the finals in October, then turning around playing in December has got to have some sort of effect on a team really not having an off season. I wonder if Miami's slow start had something to do with that, where they're coming back, you know, Dragic uh, has been, you know, not playing a ton. I mean, he's an older player, uh, probably could have used an off season. Jimmy Butler uh, is certainly young, but not the youngest player in the league anymore. I mean, I just wonder if maybe not getting an off season had a little bit more of an effect on the heat than it did say the Lakers.
1: I could see where it could for sure. Um, and the fact that they, uh, you know, they they lost a couple of key pieces that that were good for them, and um, but I still believe the ingredients are there for them to to be a player in the East. I don't I don't know, you know, if they were to play Philly or Milwaukee, I don't know, you know, after watching all them play, I would almost say that that Miami have with their experience and Butler is, you know, I'd almost favor them.
4: Yeah. Well, they certainly look good tonight. That's yeah, for did. sure, and and I think this. You know, again, not having watched Miami's uh, play every single night, but this would seem like, if not their best performance of the year, certainly close. But even in the blowout here, like, we were impressed with yeah. the way that he played. You know, the
1: Jazz got away from him late. But we were impressed with what they did that night. And they and, played
4: hard. Yeah, they played hard. Yeah, they're always going to play hard. All right, uh, let's get a few final thoughts from you, Tim Lacombe, uh, before we say goodnight, only to be back here tomorrow evening. Well,
1: I guess number one would be, I guess this this team is human. Um, you know, we have not seen many tough nights. And if, again, I, I reiterate, if this is a tough night in, you're right there in the middle of that game, uh, in the fourth quarter, you got to feel really good because that that's a, a high level team. They played, um, some slippage detail wise, some slippage defensively, you know, Rudy was quick to say that that has to be our identity. Um, the one thing, you know, we did not see a ton of transition, Yep. And that is totally linked to good defense and getting stops. And so I think that's the piece I take from this is, you know, find ways to, to be dialed in a little better tomorrow defensively and get out early in the game, get some stops, and fuel
4: all that early scoring that they've, they've been so good doing this year. Yeah, it certainly has been a big part of, of who they've been and, and why they've been so good with that transition. And as Rudy points out, every time they have a bad defensive game, that starts on defense. Yeah, and he's he's the defensive captain, I would assume. Yeah, I would, I would assume say that. he's yeah.
1: he's barking all the signals, and and you know he he does takes pride in it. All
4: right, with that, we'll say uh, thank you to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a great job calling all the action for us. Appreciate their fine work. Thanks to Andrew Sorensen who is our broadcast assistant. Uh, thanks to Alex Lundberg, our boy Lundy, executive producer of Jazz Game Night, doing fine work. Thanks to our uh title sponsor of the post game that's Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, I want to remind you about uh, the all new 2021 Subaru uh, Outback available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Tim LaCombe, thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure. Namaste. Uh 124 to 116 is your final Jazz fall tonight to the Miami Heat. They fall to 26 and 7 on the season. Up next, the Jazz will take on the Orlando Magic tomorrow night. Tip-off will be at 6 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 5. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.